Good evening, good evening, good evening, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Catholic Reflections, where we take our mass readings and our daily reading and apply them to our own lives. Again, welcome. It is the 4th of September 2018. Can't believe that we are done with summertime or getting into the fall weather. Let's go ahead and begin with our mass readings. So... All right, so we go to Tuesday of the 22nd week in ordinary time. Brothers and sisters, the Spirit scrutinizes everything, even the depths of God. Among men, who knows what pertains to the man except his spirit that is within? Similarly, no one knows what pertains to God except the Spirit of God. We have not received the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, so that we may understand things freely given us by God. And we speak about them not with words taught by human wisdom, but with words taught by the spirit, describing spiritual realities in spiritual terms. Now the natural man does not accept what pertains to the spirit of God, for to him it is foolishness, and he cannot understand it, because it is judged spiritually. The one who is spiritual, however, can judge everything, but is not subject to judgment by anyone. For who has known the mind of the Lord so as to counsel him? But we have the mind of Christ. The Lord is just in all his ways. The Lord is gracious and merciful, slow to anger and of great kindness. The Lord is good to all and compassionate toward all his works. The Lord is just in all his ways. Let all your works give you thanks, O Lord, and let your faithful ones bless you. Let them discourse of the glory of your kingdom and speak of your might. The Lord is just in all his ways, making known to men your might and the glorious splendor of your kingdom. Your kingdom is a kingdom for all ages, and your dominion endures through all generations. The Lord is just in all his ways. The Lord is faithful in all his words and holy in all his works. The Lord lifts up all who are falling and raises up all who are bowed down. The Lord is just in all his ways. Alleluia, alleluia, a great prophet has arisen in our midst, and God has visited his people. Alleluia, alleluia. Gospel according to Luke. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus went down to Capernaum, a town in Galilee. He taught them on the Sabbath. And they were astonished at his teaching, because he spoke with authority. In the synagogue there was a man with the spirit of an unclean demon. And he cried out in a loud voice, What have you to do with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. Jesus rebuked him and said, Be quiet! Come out of him! Then the demon threw the man down in front of him, and came out of him without doing him any harm. They were all amazed and said to one another, What is there about his word? For with authority and power he commands the unclean spirits, and they come out. And news of him spread everywhere in the surrounding region. Do our daily reading. Our daily reading comes from Proverbs chapter 12. Whoever loves discipline loves knowledge, but whoever hates correction is unwise. Whoever is good shall draw grace from the Lord, but whoever trusts in his own thoughts acts impiously. 
Man will not be made strong from impiety, and the root of the just shall not be moved. A diligent woman is a crown to her husband, and she who acts with confusion as to what things are worthy is to decay to, is decay to his bones. The thoughts of the just are judgments, and the counsels of the impious are dishonest. The words of the impious lie in wait for blood. The mouth of the just shall free them. Turn from the impious, and they will not be, but the house of the just shall stand firm. A man will be known by his doctrine, but whoever is in vain and heartless will suffer contempt. Better is a pauper who has what he needs than someone glorious and in need of bread. The just one knows the lives of his beasts, but the innermost parts of the impious are cruel. Whoever works his land shall be satisfied with bread, but whoever continuously preserves leisure is most foolish. Whoever is soothed by lingering over wine leaves behind contempt in his strongholds. The desires of the impious is the fortification for what is most wicked, but the root of the just shall prosper. For the sins of the lips draw ruin to the evil, but the just shall escape from distress. By the fruit of his own mouth each one shall be filled with good things, and according to the works of his own hands it will be distributed to him. The way of the foolish is right in his own eyes, but whoever is wise listens to counsels. The senseless immediately reveal his anger, but whoever ignores injury is clever. He is a sign of justice who speaks what he knows, but whoever deceives is a dishonest witness. He who makes promises is also jabbed, as if with a sword in conscience, but the tongue of the wise is reasonable. The lips of truth shall be steadfast forever, but a hasty witness readies a lying tongue. Deceit is in the heart of those who devise evils, but gladness follows those who take up counsels of peace. Whatever may befall the just, it will not discourage him, but the impious will be filled with disasters. Lying lips are an abomination to the Lord, but whoever acts faithfully pleases him. A resourceful man conceals knowledge, and the heart of the unwise provokes foolishness. The hand of the strong will rule, but anyone who is neglectful will pay tribute. Grief in the heart of man humbles him, and with a good word he shall be made glad. He who ignores a loss for the sake of a friend is just, but the way of the impious will deceive them. The dishonest will not discover gain, but the substance of a man will be like precious gold. In the path of justice there is life, but the devious way leads to death. Let me get a drink real quick. I'm thirsty. about that guys I was really thirsty oh. excuse me so let's go ahead and I want to focus specifically tonight on one on our first reading from Corinthians because it talks about the difference between the spirit of God and the knowledge of the world and I know that I've talked about this before the idea that we need to we have to pick between living the way of the the world or living the way of Christ of God and we we make that choice 
daily. We, we make that choice daily with our lives. And what I, I want to point out is that what St. Paul is saying to the Corinthians is... We speak about them not, um, no, who We have not received the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, so that we may understand the things freely given us by God. And we speak about them not with words taught by human wisdom, but with words taught by the spirit, describing spiritual realities in spiritual terms. Now, the natural man does not accept what pertains to the spirit of God. <laughs> For to him, it is foolishness, and he cannot understand it, because it is judged spiritually. The one who is spiritual, however, who can judge everything, but is not subject to judgment by anyone. So, look at this, look at these verses with me again. We have not received the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God. So St. Paul is reminding the Corinthians and us that we are set apart. We're not given the mind of the world and all its luxuries. We're not given that. We're given the spirit of God so that we may know God and that we may judge everything according to how God judges. Okay? Now... We speak about them not with words taught by human wisdom, but with words taught by the Spirit. So again, when we talk about the realities of God, we don't do it because based on what the world says. Okay? We don't do it based on what the world says. We do it based on what the Spirit of God says to us. Because as we, as I've talked about before, the world and the Spirit of God are at almost at odds with each other really they're they're not meant to they they're colliding they can't coexist because then we have to make a decision right we have to make a decision that are we going to go for the world or are we going to go for Christ we have to make that decision daily and a lot of us fail almost all of us fail we may think that we want to live a life for God. But then the world, again, it's so attractive to us. The world is so attractive to us. And one part, one verse I want to read to you. Now the natural man does not accept what pertains to the Spirit of God, for it is foolishness, and he can understand it because it is judged spiritually. So if somebody's in the world and of the world, and has these realities that are based on the world, of course he's not going to be able to understand them. That's just it. He's not going to be able to understand the world. I mean, understand the Spirit of God, because he's so up there with the world. And how many times are we like that? That we sometimes want to say, oh, I have the Spirit of God, but we're acting in a way that the world, that the that we have the Spirit of the world, we have the mind of the world, that we are not in that sync with God. We're not living with the Spirit of God in us. Now, if we want to talk about foolishness, go go to Proverbs. Because Proverbs tonight holds some really important meanings. We talk about the just and the unjust here. Whoever loves discipline loves knowledge, but whoever hates correction is unwise. So this first verse, as we see, we're talking about this idea that whoever believe, whoever 
holds fast to discipline. To the discipline that God gives, he loves knowledge because the knowledge of God is the discipline of God. But whoever hates correction is unwise. So what the proverb here is saying is that anybody who doesn't accept correction in their life, whether it be from somebody they know or from God trying to correct us in something, they're unwise. They're fruitful. They're fruitful less. And then go to two. Whoever is good shall draw grace from the Lord, but whoever trusts in his own thoughts acts impiously. So again, here, here we talk about the world and God. Okay, because again, these readings, they tie in together so well because we talk about the idea of the world and God and we have to pick a side. Whoever is good shall draw grace to the Lord, but whoever trusts in his own thoughts acts impiously. So if there's any of you or anyone who trusts in his own thoughts, you're wicked is what the proverb here is saying. It's saying that whoever trusts in his own thoughts and not on God to sustain him is going to act impiously. Man will not be made strong from impiety, and the root of the just shall not be moved. So, verse 3, we see the idea again. We talk about the impious people. The proverb is saying that impiety is not going to help. We're going to be stagnant. Man's going to be stagnant because of impiety. And that a diligent woman is a crown to her husband. So you ask confusion. That's pretty straightforward. So a firm woman, a confident woman is a is important to her husband she's confident about things the thoughts of the just are judgments and the counsels of the impious are dishonest the words of the impious lion wait for blood the mouth of the just shall free them so again we see verse six we talk about language we talk about language and how important our language actually is our language is so very important. It is so important for us to guard our tongue because as James says, it's difficult to guard the tongue. It is one of the most slanderous, evil, you know, evil speaking parts of our bodies, the tongue. And our speech can be so slanderous. And that's what the proverb here, uh, verse 6 is. The word of the impious line with blood, but the mouth of the just shall free them. Turn from the impious and they will not be. But the house of the just shall stand firm. A man will be known by his doctrine but whoever is in vain and heartless will suffer contempt. Better is a pauper who, ha- who has what he needs than someone glorious and in need of bread. The just one knows the lives of his beast, but the innermost parts of the impious are cruel. Whoever works his land shall be satisfied with bread. The desire of the impious is fornication of what is most wicked, but the root of the just shall proper. So, verse 12, the desire of the impious is the fortification of what is most wicked. So again, we see here with verse 12 that we're talking about the 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 idea of the sinful man and then the just man. When we talk about impiety, we talk about people that aren't living for God. And that's what this is. It's the fortification of the most wicked. So the people that are sinful are going to do things that are very wicked. We talk about it in Romans 1. If you want to go back, we, if you want to talk about impiety, go back to Romans 1 and read about all the things that St. Paul's telling the Romans that are happening that are disgraceful. That is impiety. Okay? That's impiety. Be, uh, again, go back to Romans 1, and you can you can read all about that. 
For the sins of the lips draw ruin to the evil, but the just shall escape from distress. By the fruit of his own mouth, each one shall be filled with good things. It will be distributed to him. The way of the foolish is right in his own eyes, but whoever is wise listens to counsels. That's a pretty obvious one. I would say it's a, a pretty obvious one right there that... You know, if you're foolish, you're gonna deter. You're going to lean on your own way of understanding, your own way of thinking. But if you are wise, you're going to listen to the counsel of other people. So that one's uh, that one's pretty pretty easy. The senseless immediately reveals anger, but whoever ignores injuries is clever. He is a sign of justice. He speaks what he knows, but whoever deceives is a dishonest witness. He who makes promises also jabbed in conscience, but the tongue of the wise is reasonable. The lips of truth shall be steadfast forever, but a hasty witness right is a lying tongue deceit is in the heart of those who devise evils but gladness follows those who take up counsels of peace whatever may befall the just it will not discourage him but the impious will be filled with disasters lying lips are an abomination to the lord but whoever acts faithfully pleases him a resourceful man conceals knowledge and the heart of the unwise provokes foolishness the hands of the strong will rule but anyone who's neglectful will pay tribute grief in the heart of a man humbles him and with a good word he shall be made glad he who ignores the loss sake of a friend is just but the way of the impious will deceive him the dishonest will not discover gain but the substance of a man will be like precious gold in the path of justice there is life but the devious way leads to death so you can see that this chapter was talking about wise and foolish. What the wise do and what the foolish do. And you can see the difference between the two. And I think verse 28 sums it up so nicely in that the path of justice there is life, but the devious way leads to death. So foolishness, if we live by foolishness, if we live by the world, which is in itself foolishness, there's death. But if we live by the faith of God, if we live by the justice that God has imparted in our hearts, there is life. <coughs> Excuse me. There is life. And so to to wrap this up here, simply saying we need to, to pick what road are we going to go on. Where it's all about choices. Have you made yours yet? Have you made your choice as to where you want to go? Do you want to be the foolish or the wise? The foolish or the wise? Because Proverbs explains what happens to the foolish. Proverbs 12 explains what happens to the foolish. But he explains what happens to the faithful and the just and to the wise. The road of justice is paved with life. But the the deceitful, the, the, the devious, there is death. So foolishness, leaning on one's own understanding, is death. But leaning on the understanding of God and his justice that he imparts to us, there is life. There is life in that justice. There is life in following Christ. So again, as we put Proverbs 12 and Corinthians together, we see that we have to make a choice. All about choices. Have you made yours yet? Have you made your choice yet? Are you going to be foolish? Or are you going to be wise? Now I have a request of all of you listening tonight, which I know there will be a couple. Please do me a favor this week. I'd like to do a mailbag. 
of comments and questions that you'd like me to talk about. I don't know what day. It depends on how many uh, questions and comments I get. So please, please, please email me at c.sobey2394 at yahoo.com or leave me a voicemail on the Anchor app. If I if you do, I will probably add it into the episode. Like I said, depending on how many emails and comments I get, I will put those in an episode for this week. Like I said, I just want to do a smorgasbord of comments and questions because I want to hear from you guys. I, I want to hear what you guys think of what's on your mind about these topics and if there's other topics that you want me to cover. So please, if you would be ever so kind as to shout me a, uh, shoot me an email or a message on here, if you're listening to the Anchor app, if you're listening to Spotify or any of those other ones, shoot me an email because I don't get on those very much to check my messages. So like I said, if you have any, please, the easiest way to contact me would be email or here. Like I said, my email is c.sobey2394 at yahoo.com. Love to hear from you guys. Make sure in the subject you put uh, Catholic Reflections comments that way i can mark off which ones i'm going to use and which ones i'm not which like i said i have to go through and and look at them all to determine which ones i will use and like i said i would love to hear from you guys so if you guys would do that i would be ever so grateful would love to hear from you make a conversation out of things and just see what you guys think about the topics that I'm talking about. And is there something you want me to elaborate? Or oh, you have a question about the Catholic faith? I'd love to hear from you. So, like I said, please don't hesitate to, to reach out to me. Like I said, I'd love to hear from you guys. And as always, I have to say thank you to everybody who listens. It seems like as soon as I put a post up, uh, it's I get such an immediate reaction. It's beautiful. I love you guys all so much, each and every one of you is in my prayers. I'm sorry if I sound like hell. I'm dealing with some kind of congestion thing, and it absolutely sucks. So God bless you all. Thank you for listening. I will be back on Thursday night. I'm going to take two days off to spend with my sweetie, my husband, Gary. But I will be back Thursday, and we will continue this. And like I said, I would love to hear from you guys as to what it is that you want me to talk about. Is there a specific thing that you want me to talk about? Is there a question? Do you have a comment? I would love, love, love to hear from you guys. So please don't hesitate to shoot me an email. I I would love to hear from you guys. Good night, and as always, thank you for listening to Catholic Reflections. I will see you guys Thursday night. Good night.